What up, what up, what up? Hey, everybody, hope you're doing well. Hey, I just want to let you know, I know everybody can't always support and donate uh, to the podcast, but hey, if you can do a one-time donation, I put up a buy me a coffee uh, link in this description of the podcast. So if you go to the description of the podcast, it'll be at the bottom, and you can just uh, go to that link and you buy me a cup of coffee, or two if you want. And uh, that would just help support the show, and uh, I can, I can wake up a little bit more and bring you more info. So thanks for listening to the podcast. If you can donate, that would be much appreciated. And let's get on to the show. What up, what up, what up? Welcome back to Lockdown Universe, home of the bizarre, peculiar, and unheard of stories of UFO, legend, and paranormal lore. Welcome back, welcome back. Happy to be back. Hopefully you guys are doing excellent and taking care of yourselves. As promised, this is part two of the Jason Rice whistleblower story. Uh, the initial story um, of how he was basically thrown into this training on Mars and how it was handled, what he saw. And this is first day stuff, okay? So if you haven't heard the Jason Rice part one, stop now. Go back and listen to part one. It got to about 18, 20 minutes, so I didn't want to... I, I like to keep my things, my, my podcast short, so I wanted to put it into a part two. So, I'm going to start part two, and we'll, let's go. So, here we go. So, as I left off, we talked about Jason being taken to Mars through this pill-like transportation system. Uh, he saw these hang gliders that were gravity-driven and neuro-faced, into his into your brain so that you can direct it mentally and he was trained with plasma weapons so we're going to get deeper into that and what else he saw while he was up there so as you know he was about to start the the his hang gliding tactics which he did um these and, and then he started doing these uh the plasma weapons What's interesting is the way that they had the targets set up in this arena was that they were all flat screened. It was almost like a flat screen TV, the way he describes it. And they were on these gliders across this humongous uh, football-style stadium. So he stated that they could uh, fire their uh, plasma rifles uh, basically all over the stadium as far as they needed to. Uh, because they would take these these uh, p target practice um, modules and move them all over the place. And they could be e easily moved throughout the entire stadium. Really, really, really fascinating. Uh, one of the targets, <laughs> they did use their pl plasma rifles. Uh, it was a specially treated surface, he stated, so that they could uh, fire their live plasma rifles without massive uh conflagration so it wouldn't like cause any fire back or blast back so that's kind of interesting to me because i mean you know let's face it if this guy was making this stuff up i mean that's something that you would have had to be there for to really see and, and to understand and be told about i mean this is like this isn't really stuff you can really make up um, you could say, oh yeah, we had plasma rifles and we were firing at that, at this stuff. But to think about like the blowback and how it would have shot, it, it could have shot back on you and that it would, these, these, uh, 
target practice modules were lined with some sort of special material so that it didn't have any any blowback it's really interesting um and they weren't paper you know it was like these flat screens and everything is like futuristic i mean even emory smith talks about how they had these like these invisible tablets you know the translucent tablets that they could use um in the underground bases they use these these like tablet like practice targets here in this uh this mars stadium that um jason rice was in as well so <clears throat> he talks about uh, going up into uh seeing these these very strange uh shuttle not shuttles i'm sorry um containers he said he saw these very strange containers um that were on the other side of the coliseum he wasn't sure what they were he said um but some of them were headed towards the ele these elevators that could open up and and allow such a huge thing to go into it um he said he stated that it was uh for simulating the exit from one of the shuttles so why would they need to simulate it? Uh, they were able to move move it around at different ev elevations around so that you could jump out of the um, the shuttle. So basically, it was it, it was a module that they could train out of. Okay, so you you might have to jump at six feet, you might have to jump at fifty feet, you might have to jump at a hundred feet or more. So that's why they they were getting training at all different levels so that they could jump out they could use their packs neurally shoot at these different targets and then land and you got to think about that because at six feet landing is going to be different are you going to land first and then shoot or are you going to shoot and, and land at the same time you got to do this over and over and over and over and over again to get good at it and this is not a skill that, you know, people practice all the time. You know, you might practice parkour. You might practice military exercises and net crawling and, you know, um, repelling and things like that. But to, like, jump out at 6 feet, jump out at 10 feet, jump out at 50 feet and fire a plasma weapon is not typical basic training kind of, kind of training, you know. So this is brand new stuff. Um, so he states that when they finished training that day... They went, uh, they went outside of the Coliseum, and he, he followed his captain up uh, this set of stairs, which was really interesting. And, you know, stairs aren't that interesting, but what was interesting was when he looked up, you know, when you go up the stairs, right, you go up and then back, and up and back to get up, up the floors, right? And you can, if you look up, you can see in between all the flights. And he stated that when he looked up, he couldn't see the top. That's how high this facility was. That's how many stairs this thing had. Imag that that's what I imagine like the twin towers would be like, right? Like you look up through through the through the middle of those things back in the day, and it, you would have never seen the top. There were like what ninety nine floors in those those places. Insane. Um, so he went up and, and at the next hallway, and there was many hallways in this facility. He stated that they they got they got out the door, turned right, went right into a conference room, and they started signing waivers, signing paperwork, signing for all this equipment that they were going to be using, and basically signing their life away. But they still didn't get a briefing on what the hell was going on here. So they were told to come in, have a seat, 
and they had a stack of papers that they gave to him basically and there was a huge conference table he says inside inside the room was this huge conference table with a big black stripe down the middle and then there was this huge desk of it looks like probably about 15 seats with all this paperwork and a huge flat screen tv and then some other monitors as well he said it looked to be about 60 inches and and the black stripe that was going around the upper portion of the room turned out to be monitoring equipment uh, for bio signs, for audio, for video, um, and any other sensory information they needed, infrared as well. Um, they were trying to figure out who was cool, who was calm, who was collected, who was able to handle everything that they just went through before they even knew what was really going on. So he starts to sign all these documents. It takes like two hours. No briefing yet. He said, he said, the captain said to hold all questions. They'll be answered in a full briefing tomorrow. Man, I don't know about you, but I would have been like, what the hell is going on here? Where are we? What, what base is this? What, you know, why are we going through this training before we're even like getting signed, you know, signing paperwork? You know, it was it's it's very back ass words. When you go into training, you sign your your paperwork beforehand. You, you know you get training, you get briefed on you know why you're getting this information. So it was almost like they were testing all these guys first, right? They were getting tested and seeing if they were willing and able to handle it and not crack under the pressure. So again, this this mind erasing hammer comes out and they ask again, are you guys able to handle this? If not, we can, we can get you out. And they said, and, and so I, he says a couple people wanted to, wanted to jump out uh, and get out and get out of the program. And he stayed cause he knew he was just going to get um, moved back to uh, Ford, was it Fort Hood? think that's what he said so um fort wood i'm sorry fort wood is what he said so <clears throat> i'm not sure where that's at uh i have heard of fort fort hood and maybe the subtitles aren't that great but anyway he talks about you know <laughs> the interviewer jay he says hey you know what a lot of people might think you might be a liar you know you might be a liar or you're crazy so basically they hook him up to a freaking lie detector test and they bring him in and, and they test for a multitude of things you guys know as well as i do you know they test for the sweat on your finger the pulse coming through your finger your blood pressure but this this polygraph examiner brian hoff they tested for all kinds of things underneath um that you wouldn't even think of different different um infrared things and stuff i can't even let me try to pull it up here see if i can give you the details on exactly what what they tested on um galvanic skin responses which is the sweating that's you know easy you know about that but <clears throat> the more in-depth stuff is what i wanted to give you um they look at let's move forward physiological indicators such as PPG readings. That's something I've never heard of, which is poly, let's say poly, 
Come on, come on, come on, Polly. Sorry, it's photoplethysmography. Oh boy. A simple optical technique used to detect volumetric changes in blood in peripheral circulation in the cardiovascular system. That's what it is. Contains beats with clear systolic and diastolic waveforms. Fascinating stuff, man, that they put in here. Anyway, sorry about that. I just wanted to make sure I got it right, give you the correct info, because I don't want you guys to get turned the wrong way. So, that's what it is. So, after he does the test, you know, we basically find out he's, he believes he's telling the truth. Now, the next part of his story is that he joins, or is told he is joining, the Interplanetary Defense and Reaction Forces, or IDARF, which is interesting and fascinating to me. So, this was supposed to be like a border patrol used for assistance on other planets. However, you know, there's so many training exercises that they have to do that were on Earth as well as on other planets. So that's really interesting. And, you know, this sounds like Randy Kramer's, you know, Mars Defense Force, right? So Rice states that he went on multiple deployments, not just one planet, but another, uh, multiple planets. And he had a friend uh, who was another officer, and he was of German descent, and he was from, from Mars. And there have been multiple reports that Mars has uh, Germans that left uh, during World War II, that they achieved a very high level of technology and left the planet. Went rogue, left the planet. Made a new colony on Mars and started working with um, the Draco reptilians and have continued to develop uh, across our solar system and even into the galaxy. So these, so this is where it gets really interesting. And I know we're at like 13 minutes, so we might have to do a part three. But I wanted to kind of give, give you a little sample before we get there. Because what he says is he was taught the history of the Space Force and of the Mars Germans, who are basically the, uh, the Nazis. Uh, so he says they're extremely arrogant. And he says it would put any politician or professional athlete to shame with their level of arrogance. Now, why would they be so arrogant? The reason they're so arrogant is because they're genetically modified. They're genetically manipulated to become smarter, faster, stronger, and better than a, a, a normally standardly born human. So these guys are better than us. <laughs> these guys are smarter than us. Uh, their genetics are far, far superior to ours, according to, to Jason. Um, and so they have reason to be wise asses and, and things like that. And, and there's been other stories that I've done podcasts about with different whistleblowers. Um, and the, the one is, it was, it was a gentleman who worked in the transportation of supplies up to these locations. He was part of 20 and back, but he was forced to work with the Nazis and work in their 20 and back program and basically be a slave. Um, and so we're going to get into this, this history a little bit more, 
in the next podcast coming up here. Um, so the next one will be uh, the history and the the issues that we have with the Mars Germans coming up in the next podcast and how Jason was able to handle that uh, moving forward. So listen up, stay strong, keep your eyes open. We're getting there. Uh, it's it's a lot of good information. So it, this is where it's going to start getting good. So I appreciate you guys hanging in for the ride. Come along to the next one. I promise it's going to be good. Again, a huge ask of you guys is to please click the follow button on your podcast provider and click the notification uh, button that will help uh, the podcast grow and leave a review. Even if you don't like, if you know, if you don't like some things on the podcast, that's all right. I don't care. I can learn from that. Uh, leave some nice ones too. Um, but yeah, please, please leave reviews. Please uh, click the follow and, and like, uh, and notification bells. That's going to hugely help me grow. And that's what I need to do right now. So thank you. Continue to follow your, your hobbies and your goals and your dreams. Continue to take care of your family and yourself and continue to question the universe around you. Go click that follow link. Go, go click the like link and the notification link. Leave a review. Lockdown Universe out.